0: Well, hey, everybody. Hello. So, if you're new to this podcast, we're Jake and Kevin, and we appreciate you listening. Yes, we do. So, today, um, this one was a little different. It was just me and the guest. Our guest today is Vincent Rocco Vargas. Um, Most people know him from the Drinking Bros podcast days. He's a military veteran. He was an army ranger, he worked for the Border Patrol, he was a podcaster, he's a musician, an actor, he's in the TV show The Mayans MC, Motorcycle Club. He is a writer and author, he, he does a lot of things, and he's a, a humanitarian, he helps, he helps a lot of people. And he's very into making sure veterans have the help they deserve. So it was kind of cool to sit down and talk with him. And he'll tell you all about all the stuff he does during the podcast. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media. It's at Mission Prep Podcast for all that. And, yeah, we appreciate you. So you are, I would say, a man of a a million jobs, from what I've seen. Always doing something.
1: Yeah, I know I have a a lot of things on my plate, but like that's kind of it's kind of what motivates me. I think um, when I don't have a lot of stuff, I feel like I start struggling with depression and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of built that way, man. I need to be super busy to to stay out of my own head.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been kind of following you for quite a few years online and stuff back from like the drinking bros podcast days. Yeah, Actually, it's kind of funny. The first podcast I ever listened to was a drinking bros episode where it was just you and Ross Patterson and it was just yeah, you yeah, two talking.
1: That was, um, I think it was episode like 60 or something.
0: Yeah. I think that was the first podcast at all of any podcast I'd ever heard. Cause I kind of followed along with you guys for a while online and stuff. And then yeah for some reason i ended up listening to that one and then i got into listening to that show a lot and then into other podcasts and stuff like that but yeah that was the very first one i ever heard which is kind of funny
1: i was trying to explain to someone like that show you know how someone was telling me about some you know podcasts that are doing really well they're all edgy and i was like you know i was a part of a podcast back in the day that was really successful they probably still they they still are successful i just walked away from it all mm-hmm. but um you know that's when i've been listening to podcasts for for years bro like i'm a i'm a joe rogan from back in the day yeah. you know when he first started and when podcasting was good i mean when it just kind of started happening i was already podcasting i like listened to it. Mm-hmm. and so when article 15 clothing and Drinking Bros was kind of, I created. You know, I, I told the guys I said I think we need to do a podcast, and no one really understood the podcast realm. Yeah. So, and Ross did. Ross did a little bit, and I said, "Bro, it ain't that it ain't that hard. We should do it." And so we finally kind of got together, and and Jared researched it on fucking like, Ross did as well, and uh, we just said, "Just like let's just do this." And and you know, I was telling someone the first episode of that podcast is called Pegging Explain. <laughs> and it is like, bro, it's edgy, it's crazy, it's funny. Uh, there was something so honest about that dialogue that we had in the earlier shows, right? Like the first 100 to me are the, the cream of the crop. Yeah. After that, I think um, it was hard to change. It was hard to chase the original um, energy and honest conversation mm-hmm. that happened the first 100, uh, because I think after that, it turned into, we wanted to start getting more attention. We wanted to kind of like the one upper shock value started becoming a bigger thing for us. And, you know, I I really, I really lost um, inspiration and motivation to do it anymore after, after episode 100. And if you don't know, people that are listening, episode 100, we had two complete strangers Meet for the first time and have sex in front of us. It was, yeah, and it was called strangers fucking, right? And and sorry about the language, but it was a funny concept that, like, you know, hindsight I thought was a genius. And then in the act of it, I was watching and I was like, all right, I'm extremely uncomfortable, right? Because there's something. It it was so uncomfortable, right? Like, I don't know, whatever it was, it really turned me off to. Like, where do you go from here Yeah. as a show? You know, what I mean, me personally, I had—I've always had these aspirations of being so much more in the entertainment industry. Don't know what, whether it's directing, writing, whatever it is. And I started thinking about, about the repercussions of the, what that sort of alone mm-hmm. could potentially hinder. Um, and as well as, how do I explain that to my kids? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bro. Like, they're gonna be like, Dad. But yeah you know I mean? So um, after that episode, I think yeah, I think I kind of came to the reality that we're, we're, we're probably never going to have that honest, crazy, edgy dialogue as much as we as well as we had in the first 100. So I was ready to walk away after that point and kind of do my own thing. Um, you know, I like to focus on inspiring and motivating and, and pushing positive uh, in my world. And so that's where I started the Vinnie rock podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kinda, I listened to drinking bros back, back in the day for quite a while. And then after you left and then it kind of started losing the flavor it had. And then I, I guess everybody kind of went their separate ways, you know, and I, I haven't listened to an episode in a long time. Uh, I've kind of followed along with what all the guys have done since, since then. But, and it's, you know, I mean, mostly, you know, the Drinking Bros was a veteran community, and I'm I'm not a veteran, um, but I, I really enjoyed following along with you guys back then. It was just, it was good, yeah. good entertainment, well, you know?
2: Well, the initial <clears throat>
1: creation of Drinking Bros community wasn't a veteran thing. It was kind of a veteran, it was more of a veteran support thing, mm-hmm. right? Veterans and and supporters alike, right? Like the very similar met- mentalities, right? Like the goal of it, it started, I mean, the intention, the original intention was beautiful. Um, but once things grow so fast sometimes they lose control and they lose its original essence, you know? Yeah. Um, but drinking bros was essentially created because we wanted to make sure that a veteran was never drinking alone again. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted to create a community where you can say, Hey, I'm having a rough day. I'm going to be at the bar. Does anyone want to join me for a beer and, and, and have someone show up there and be kind of a peer support and, and, peer support doesn't need to be a veteran. It can be anyone that just is like a supporter of America, a patriot, a really just, you know what I mean? Someone who's just there to, to help the fucking American people keep fucking kicking ass. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the essence of drinking bros was. Um, I personally loved it. I was, I, I was one of the, 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 guys who created the original idea. I thought it was important to have that, you know? Um, but remember that's, that's 2014. I, uh, a whole different man now. (laughs) I'm sober. I'm sober two years. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I didn't know Um, that. Yeah, I'm finishing up college. My my bachelor's is in psychology, and and I'm doing a lot of studies right now on alcoholism and post-traumatic stress and how uh, the combination is suicide ideation. Mm -hmm. So these things that I'm like, man, as much as I thought I had the answer to help our community, the truth is I wasn't helping. I was actually hurting our community by pushing alcoholism in a way in a sense right for for those who weren't mature enough to handle it on their own which if you know the veteran community struggles with alcoholism
2: you know Mm -hmm. it
1: does right it being able to 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 heal their trauma effectively through whatever counseling or a bunch of other modalities that you can do you know modalities that you can use that are that are outside of you know basic medical practices but we all tend to go to the bottle to to kind of Give ourselves a self therapy, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. and we've almost told ourselves this is common, right? It's cool. Let's just go have a beer, blow off steam. Um, in in the brain, though, that that's that's the wrong answer. And so, <laughs> studying these all these years, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I kind of fucked up. <laughs> I mean, my intentions were good. The the group's intentions were good, right? We all needed that at the time. I think. I think Drinking Bros in Article 15 was a time for for my own healing uh, and struggling with post-traumatic stress and struggling with not fitting in with the people around me. You know, I really Mm -hmm. didn't – I didn't understand. My world was war, man. My world was special operations. It was kicking the doors and and, and fucking training for those – the worst moments ever, you know? Mm -hmm. And to put that in perspective, uh, in the Border Patrol, I was still special operations. In the Border Patrol, And I was doing search and rescue missions and I was doing, you know, tactical medical missions. I was doing water rescue missions. And recently my wife's like, man, I would love to learn how to repel. And I I was pissed at myself because I'm like, wait, I know I instruct that. I used to teach that for the Border Patrol. (laughs) I used to teach repelling. And I, I, I don't correlate that training for something I can have fun in the outside. I correlate it as like, I need this training to fucking save lives or to be prepared for the worst case scenario. And my wife's like, your problem is that everything you've ever done was to either save someone or kill someone or train. You know, it's like, you need to learn a lot of that training could be used in the outside. You can enjoy it. And so I'm so wrapped around my head on what the training was meant for. All my training was meant for either saving lives or taking lives. And now um, I have to like, Dude, I used to do scuba in in water mm. for like water stuff. I would love to take my wife on a scuba date. I'm just pissed at myself. I never thought of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then it's like rappelling. Yeah, we can go fucking anywhere in Utah and rappel off the side of a mountain. I have all the gear in my fucking box in, in my garage. I just only think of it for rescue situations. Yeah. So yeah. so my own mindset had to get, I guess, I don't know, civilianized if that's a word I can make up right now, you know what I mean? Because I had to adapt on, uh, I had to be able to live and drinking bros, you know, and the Oracle 15 crew really helped me, showed me that, that side of having fun again, Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, that's kind of what's, what's kind of led me to where I'm at now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was one of those, those podcasts. Like I was the only one I personally knew that listened to it. And, it was almost like a guilty pleasure. I mean, like you said, that show that show was pretty risque.
2: <laughs> bro.
0: And bro. so, like, someone, I'd, I'd tell someone, yeah, I listen to, you know, Drinking Bros or I listen to Rogan or whatever. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. But, like you said, to explain Drinking Bros to somebody who doesn't know about it, it was it was yeah. a pretty crazy uh, show.
1: I had
0: to explain it to my show. wife,
1: dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, she said we met, and at the time I had, like, I don't know, Forty-five thousand followers, and she's like, "Why do you have so many people follow me?" She goes, "I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you; it's kind of uncomfortable because what do you do?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, "How do you explain what the fuck I do? I don't know." You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm a YouTube knucklehead. I'm a I'm a podcaster. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm an entertainer in this social media realm. You know, not mm-hmm. in the big sense at that time. And then I said, "Listen." Um, I think you need to hear a few of them to understand the the humor. And please understand, this is all entertainment. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I people are like, "Hey, you, you're in a podcast." And I'm like, "Ah, yeah." <laughs> uh, you know, it might not be for you. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's we, it, it we was talk
1: about things like human dog, right? <laughs> like, bro, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I have a few friends that listened to it as well back in the day. And- It was, it's one of those things. How do you explain it to somebody? But yeah, uh, you were talking about like the having post-traumatic stress and stuff like that. It's one reason I wish my co-host was here. He's, he's a combat vet. Uh, he was a, I don't know all the details, but he was in the army for quite a while. I know he went to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, he was a sniper team leader. He's talked about it on our podcast, what he did multiple times, but, uh, you know, he's got his own battles after yeah. after he got out and he he has a lot of blast injuries stuff like that and so he's he's dealt with his own shit which he's talked about openly on here multiple times and i know he's been he's doing better today than than he's ever done and i've known him since we were little kids yeah. um he's like i said definitely had his battles but he's kind of learned to learn to cope with things and do things his own way and i know he's looked into psychedelics stuff like that for for post traumatic yeah. stress but it's... it's I've been
1: studying all that as well, man. I've been studying it all. I'm actually... Um, I'm going to be growing my YouTube channel um, because I want to just do more for the community and I have the ability to. And so um, I'm going to start... I have a, this show concept and so I'm going to just keep it on YouTube so anyone can access it for free. You know, and I want to show the different... So in the medical space, call it a modality, which is a different form of therapy, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's many different forms of therapy. And so, um, I want to highlight all of them and put myself through them. I want to be your guinea pig, right? For healing mm-hmm. and film a full episode on it and give my, my after effects, you know, my AAR, they call it in the army is an after action review and say, Hey, here's, here's what I just went through. Here's what I experienced. And here's what I think. I think it's fucking rad or, Personally, I didn't get nothing out of it, whatever the case may be. But if I can be that educator for our community and not even our community, right? I say community, but like we have to acknowledge the fact that trauma is not a veteran thing. Trauma is yeah. humanity, right? Humans, yeah. we, we all experience trauma. And what we we don't do enough of is healing, right? We don't, we don't accept that we need healing. What we do is we compile more shit on top of that and say, fuck it. I'll just ignore that. That didn't happen. What I've learned. About the years of just my own struggles is that it always rears its ugly face at the worst times.
2: Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and, and so with that being said, you know, um, having you know, the significant following and, you know, I'm always growing that following as much as I can because I think a bigger microphone is more important for, for what I try to do for the
2: community. Yeah. And what I
1: try to do for society is just like the push in that positive and information platform. Um, you know, I should be if if no one else is doing it, why? Might as well be me, you know. So yeah. that's kind of the tip.
0: But yeah, you you wear a lot of hats, and I mean, what can you give? Give I guess my listeners a little list of everything you do because you do a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. So I was a veteran. Uh, I was a border patrol agent. Um, I am now a veteran advocate. I'm an actor, an author, a singer, uh, a writer. Uh, producer, director, <laughs> uh, a dad. Uh, I work in sales on the day job. I own multiple different businesses. Uh, I'm just the all around American hustler, man. For me, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, it's, so I'm a creator. And I'll say it that way. If, if you want to kind of break down what I am, uh, I'm a storyteller and a creator. And that goes for writing, for music, for scripts, for acting. You know, so if you want to bundle me into anything, it's a storyteller and a writer. I mm-hmm. write music. I write scripts. I write books. I write speeches uh, and, and and I perform all as well. And so, you know, um, genuinely, that was my dream as a child uh, to be a writer. I was a baseball player. And then I told myself I'd love to be a writer. Um, I'm still working on that writing side of things. I don't think I'm good enough to, to do. You know, I'm, I'm always working. Out, but writing is like a muscle. Uh, the more you write, the better you get. So, I, I mean, I write every day almost, uh, whether it's in my notes, on my phone, whether it's on my computer. And I'm really, you know, striving to, to perfect that skill set. But, yeah. you know, all in, in a nutshell, that's pretty much who I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, I followed you for since back in the day. And it seems like you're always pushing to, to be better, first of all. And then you're just, like you said, you hustle, you do what you do to make ends meet, which I think that's important for people out there to see online or wherever cuz it's motivating. It, yeah. it it gives people I mean so you were actually kind of a motivator to me back in the day cuz I remember hearing you on a podcast saying how you were doing Uber on the side to make ends meet. And yeah. I ended up doing the same shit. I was doing Uber on the side on top of my full-time job that my full-time job keeps me pretty damn busy, but there was a time where things got tight and I'm like, "Well, shit, what what do I do?" And so I started doing Uber. My co-host as well did the same thing and that stemmed from hearing yeah. some, somebody like you say you were doing that on the side as well. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to be out there.
1: Yeah, you know, bro. You you have to find a way
0: you, you do. You do. Especially when you have people depending on you and you know, I've, I've got a wife and kids and not as many kids as you do, but, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to be out there driving drunks around all night, but you got to do what you got to do to, to make it work, you know? So I did that for a couple of years when we needed it and it, it helped, you know, it, anything helps.
1: If anything helps, man. If you're just, if you're knocking out one bill with that, it's, it works, man. Yeah, I know, dude, I trust me. I still to this day. So most people don't know. I still have a day job. You know, when I'm home in Utah, I work in addiction and mental health uh, for toxicology. And so I have about eight clinics I service to make sure that they're, they're getting their frequent urinalysis testing done mm-hmm. because, because in the addiction and mental health space, uh, your, your, analysis testing can identify, uh, whether they're taking their medication or they're taking drugs. Right. And so frequent testing is kind of like the accountability of the addiction and mental health world. Um, <laughs> and my buddy owns this company and right before COVID went down, um, filming shut down, I've been on with your company, help with your social media. As I started helping with social media and building up their social media, um, you know, I ended up going into the sales because I learned so much about it and it became interesting to me. I wanted to go show up to these uh, addiction clinics and meet people and talk to them. And, and so, you know, that's what I do for a living now. Like right after this, I'm going home. I got my collar shirt on, go back to work and I'm going to be building some social media stuff for them and then go check out some of my clients and make sure everything's good, you know, because um, in the end of the day, you know, keeping the lights on and keep my family financially comfortable is important. And comfortable, when I say that, bro i got bills like any other motherfucker mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um, the goal is just to make sure that college could be covered and and that we can enjoy ourselves on a weekend here and there and you know uh, you know we, we don't live fancy we all we we drive toyotas You know, nothing crazy
2: yeah, you know yeah.
1: but, you know we're we're raising a big family and we're trying to raise them to be you know the leaders of the future and 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 mentally strong individuals and so you know whatever that takes man whether when I'm in Hollywood, I work. And when I'm out of Hollywood, I fucking work. I don't, yeah. I don't stop working.
0: Well, I think that's important for people on the outside to hear. Because, you know, you see somebody on TV or you hear people putting out music or podcasts or whatever. You automatically think they've got it made. And yeah. it, it that's the thing with, like, social media. How everything is so fucking fake on social media. And you, you can put your best side out there on social media. But, in reality, everybody's got their own struggles they're trying to deal with. and you still you still have money issues. You still have to deal with your family, your kids, your wife, you know you and it's I think it's cool for people to see somebody like you who, yeah, from the outside looking in, you look like you've got it made. You, like I said, you've an actor and you're in Hollywood and all this stuff, but you've got your own struggles too, you know?
1: yeah. I make a you know a conscious decision to you know one of my things in my book I talk about. You want to do speaking about this? I say yes to a family more and no to work more, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like family, I have to say yes and say simply come home from work. I'm tired. My you need to give your family more time, right? And if you don't, well, then you're just counting down the days until you lose that family.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And, and I and I can tell you by experience, I get consumed with work sometimes that I, you know, my family takes the back seat, and that's what I refuse to continue that pattern. So, uh, you know, when I'm in Hollywood, I've, I drive home anytime I have a break. That's a nine hour drive because COVID, I can't fly. Yeah. So I drive nine hours just to be home to say good night or good morning or take them to school. These things I make sure that I'm doing that. You know, right now they don't give a shit what that means to them, but I know what it means to me. And in the in the future, they're gonna sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, Dad was always there to take me to school." Yeah. You know, and that's a special thing. You know, I I appreciate that more than
2: anything now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's that's important for the like, like I said, I, I have kids as well, and I do everything I can to let them know that I'm there no matter what. And I, I'm a busy, I'm a busy guy too. Not quite as busy as you by any means, right? I you got to make. I think it's important as a parent or as a father to to make time for your kids, whether it's just give them a ride to school or whether it's be there for bedtime. Um, and unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of kids who don't have a dad like that, and it's it's cool to see. Because that's something I take very seriously in my life as being a dad. It's cool to see other other guys that put the effort in in that aspect, you know. Oh yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's it's a it, it can be a juggling act, you know, raising a family and then trying to make a living, and and especially when you're doing as many things as you do, it's that's got to be yeah. a a juggling act for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, but like. So like this, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. If Mayans, like I'm coming up on another season, um, I'm hoping to get paid more, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to try and negotiate that. If it works out, cool. I'll keep doing it. If it doesn't work out, well, then it doesn't make sense, right? Acting like fame, I don't give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I care about being home, you know? Yeah. I want to coach my kids. So I'm not... I'm not above finding another day job out here and just to make sure that my family's taken care of, I, you know, I'm not above working at this toxicology lab. I, I, I deal with urine daily people's urine. I'm not above it, bro. You yeah, know
2: what I mean? Yeah.
1: And so like, that's where I have to keep my head. At. I have to keep my, head, like if I needed to, I'd be a manager at fucking McDonald's. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, my goal is to be a father first, you mm-hmm. know, a husband first, you know, those are the two things that like, that's everything if fame takes off and all of a sudden I'm going to be busy 365 days out of the year and not see my family, well then fame ain't worth it. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about that. Like I don't care about red carpets. I don't care about people knowing my name and see, Oh, all this shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. My, my, why my reason, my, my, the reason I wake up every fucking day is to serve. You know, there's a Christian side of me that I don't expose to the world because it's no one's fucking business. Mm-hmm. That is, Oh, I wholeheartedly want to serve others, dude. You know what I mean. And whether that's a Christian thing, whether it's just a healing thing for myself, um, I, I, I've chosen that path. I will live to serve others, help others get success. That's it. Yeah. And that fills me with enough fucking motivation and inspiration to keep pushing forward. That's all I need, dude. So that's that's a phone call. That's a podcast we're doing. That's a a fucking text message. That's an email. That's a fu- whatever it is. It's a video all these things are me serving others. You know, there's a bigger purpose, bigger than myself. And and I'm here to serve that in whatever capacity fucking people want to take that. But for me is as long as it stays in that space, I'm happy. I'm genuinely fucking happy. You know what I mean? If I can pay my bills and I can live to serve, I'm good. I fulfilled my needs. Um, And I'm home, Mm -hmm. you know, besides that, like, so I don't need acting as much people, as much as actors normally need it. Actors go from one set to another set to another set to another set. I'll never be that guy. Yeah. The only time I'll ever be that is if I'm telling the story that I want to tell. If I'm telling these, if I'm writing these stories that are important for society to listen to, that's where my work to me is important. You know, the the biggest influences of our time are on mainstream media and social media. Mm -hmm. How the fuck is Kim Kardashian fucking inspiring and motivating anyone? I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But she has the platform for it. I just want to build my platform so I can continue to serve and, yeah. and and be hopefully you know that good versus evil, if you want to put it that way. I want to inspire instead of
2: manipulate.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's and that, that's something I've kind of got from you, just from following you. As you can tell that you're trying to help other people out. And then, I mean, my own personal experience when I sent you a DM on social media when we were starting this podcast because I know you knew podcasting you didn't even hesitate and you hit me right back you you asked me for my phone number you gave me a call and that was really cool cuz you didn't have to do that shit but as you said you like to help people and and you gave you gave me some good advice and yeah. so we got this thing rolling and that was that was really cool um well, so I guess this is a good place to ask you about helping people you want to talk about better in a little bit cuz I know that that's something you're you're doing right now yeah and I've I've been talking with uh, Jeff Hernandez. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah
0: I, we've been we've been talking back and forth, and I know he's he's involved with that, and he speaks pretty highly of you. Uh, and I think I'm I'm gonna try to get him on as well because he seems he seems like a funny dude. But yeah, he I've been talking with him.
1: Oh, shampoo. He's great. Yeah, Jeff's great, man. Every time I call him, he goes. Low handsome, <laughs> and
2: it just makes you feel
0: good. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were messaging well, back and forth yesterday, and he ended up uh, following my personal page, and I, it's a it's private, and I accepted it, and he messages me, he says, "Do we just become best friends?" And I message him huh. back. I message him back. Yep. And then he yeah. he doesn't take much time at all. He sends me like a shitty Photoshop picture of stepbrothers with my face and his face. <laughs> He's good.
2: People,
1: man yeah it seems like people.
0: it but yeah, so, yeah dude, so veteran
1: yeah veteran um it started in, in the necessity for me to create something that's bigger than than what I'm doing right I don't want the vince vargas brand to be this you know it's gonna help veterans but there's got to be something I can give right there's something there's something there for the community that needs to be done um and I wanted to fill that void you know there's all these t-shirt companies out there that are just you know they're just t-shirt companies they're cool Uh, my goal with veteran was to create a brand that is more than, than just the apparel. The apparel side of things is really the revenue stream it takes to, to build an organization. Um, Veteran is in the word. I want to build better veterans. Right. Um, And, and for me, it's a focus on my own community first. I have to hit my community first before I step out and start helping the rest of the world. But there's a lot of, nuances that what I give, the, the, the speeches I give, the, the content I create, everything is for the world. Anyone listens to it, it'll help and inspire and motivate others as well, right? It'll it'll show the way of of getting yourself into a healthier mindset. And so veteran is nothing more than than, you know, you got the business side, which is like veteran.com, you got the giveaways, which is Veteran.com, right? That's that. And then you have, you know, the veteran mindset, right? Which is which is my me, Jeff, a guy named Oscar uh, Oscar Ingalls um, and, and several others are really taking forward and creating programs for veterans that are healthy. Sean Ambrose. Um, and so, what we're doing is trying to create a counseling slash um, life coaching uh, platform so I can help mentor other veterans into success, whether it be financial, whether it be entrepreneurship, whether it be podcasting or social media, whether for being acting, whatever it is, um, I'm creating uh, programs that hopefully will help guys get from from a, you know, in the, in the veteran distress space is in a moment of, of distress to uh, in the clear, right? And so you know, there's there's programs we created like three uh, sober, 365 Sober. Um, that's that's something, an initiative that I'll be taking to every base and trying to get them to listen to, hear me out. I want to start an initiative to when veterans, when, when soldiers, airmen, Marines are getting out of the military, uh, they take an oath of taking 365 days to be sober. It sounds crazy and it'll probably never happen, but the truth is that if they can take one year off of drinking, they will put themselves in a more healthier and better position in life than they can ever imagine. And so for me, uh, it's just being the voice out there that's saying that. No one else says that, right? Mm-hmm. There's no other veteran telling you, be sober for a year. After that, it's all on you. No one's telling you that. Um, there's a program we're starting called Phoenix. The Phoenix program is like a daily initiative. It's tangible actions daily. Get shit done daily. At the end of the year, you'll be a more successful person. Like, if if I told you, like, hey, tomorrow, walk 10 steps, and then the next day, do 10 more, and the next day, uh, you will be fucking miles and miles and miles of of. Farther than you've ever been in life because you've taken those steps. Yeah, I want to create tangible, tangible actions daily for veterans to get them to grow. Mm. For me, growth is everything. The person I was, like I told you, drinking bros, is not the person I am today. Yeah, you know, I see life differently. I'm a completely different person. I fucking want to. Uh, everything comes out of my mouth. I'm hoping it's 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 a better version of what I was back then. And if I haven't grown in fucking 13 years, dog, mm-hmm. there's something fucking wrong. Yeah, I'm right? saying. Yeah. So these are the things I'm trying to get guys to grow daily. Um, I started a text program called Twenty Five for Thirty, texting 25 veterans for 30 days, morning and night, mentorship every day with my phone, directly saying, "Yo, good morning, I love you, I care about you. Today, do something great." Things like that. And so when you're doing these 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 things that me, Jeff, you know, Oscar, Sean are creating for for veterans, it's it's been in a business, man. We we are we are trying to change the culture, right? That's what we need to do. We need to change the culture of the community to be in a positive light, not a negative light. Yeah. Yeah. We need to stop telling people to do 22 push pushups, 22 save veterans. Lives. No, it doesn't. No, it does. Like he for, for suicide awareness. We're all fucking aware. We all get it. Mm. Okay. It's time for suicide prevention and suicide prevention for me. It's starting from the root of the source. It's active duty. When you start changing the culture of active duty and how they treat soldiers and how they treat their people who get out of the military, then you'll start changing the culture. Yeah. When you raise the drinking culture, you're raising the alcohol- alcoholism. You know, I was taught that that's what we do. And fuck, I believed it for so many years until I finally stepped outside that box. But we don't have any big named influential people telling us that. So we are influenced very easily. You know we're young, impressionable soldiers. Like whoever the leaders above us, we just fuck yeah. That guy, whatever he says is gold. Well, we need our leaders to have a little bit more accountability on how they raise their soldiers, how they raise their Marines and Airmen. And so, veteran is really that. We're an initiative. We're a, we're a, we're a, we're a movement. We're a community. We're a fucking organization that's here to fucking hopefully change the fucking future. What what, what a veteran is is represented in the media, uh, in the civilian populace, and as well as in the community.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. I think it's important for anybody in life to, first of all, have motivation to do better, but to see somebody kind of like you who's championing that, and it doesn't even have to be a veteran. I mean, anybody who's in a bad spot in life, if they see somebody who's doing cool things, they see that that's possible for maybe them. You know what I mean? And I think that's really cool what you're doing with that to give because, like you said, the whole veteran stigma of they're all sad and and they're taking pills and all. I, a lot of my friends, almost everybody I went to high school with joined the military after high school and I'm still friends with them. And that's not how people are. I mean, yeah, people have their problems, but there's a lot of humor. There's a lot of good times too, you know. And right. it's kind of cool that, and you you guys have been doing that for since back in the Drinking Bros days, kind of showing that. There's a different side to veterans, you know, and not what you yeah. see see in the movies of the veteran, you know, crying in his hands by himself, drinking himself to death every day, you know?
1: Right. Right. And there's a part of that that's true. There's a small part that's true, but mm-hmm. it's a stereotype. And it's an unfair stereotype. And it and it's why perpetuate that stereotype? I refuse to
2: do that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty cool i've I've always kind of respected that about about you and to see what how you you're still pushing you're still doing doing your thing and changing nonstop to try and just be better that's that's really really good to see I think it's good for anybody to see that's that's the good side of social media you know yeah when you see that type of stuff and you yep. you see somebody
1: you know and and just this conversation alone is inspired me and give me what I'm gonna what I'm gonna be doing next
0: yeah when it comes to social media, it's a it's a weird weird world because it can be negative as shit. But there's a positive side to it too, like seeing guys like well, like you and
1: negativity generates shares.
0: Yeah, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I was saying negativity generates shares. Yeah, which, that's sad.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's very sad. And I think I think there's a, a lot of positivity out there that people just don't see, and. That's kind of cool what you're doing is just pushing that non-stop cuz somebody's going to see that instead of the negative shit. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: hopefully. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I guess we can wrap this up. But yeah, I'd I'd like to have you on again some, we'll sometime. Again.
1: We'll, we'll set up another one next time.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um so where can people find everything you do, Better in and just everything about you?
1: Yeah. Uh for so you can find my podcast called the Rock Podcast where that's V-I-N-N-Y-R-O-C. That's kind of like my first name and middle name put together. And you can also check out my Instagram. It's Vincent.Rocco.Vargas. If you just look Vincent Rocco Vargas anywhere, you'll find me. Um, and if you check out Veteran, it's Veteran.com. We're going to be doing another giveaway here soon. Uh, if we can get everything wrapped up on our side, we should be launching February 1st for another giveaway of a surprise truck. I can't tell you which one it is. Last time, one guy bought two t-shirts and won two motorcycles, $20,000 cash. So uh, veteran trying to build a veteran transition center in Salt Lake City, Utah, and all the proceeds built for, for you know, for the giveaway is going towards that goal uh, as well. Obviously, we got to pay, pay off the trucks and all this other stuff, but in the end of the day, what we're raising money for is to build veteran transition centers mm-hmm. uh, that are healthy, that are that have different modalities, that are all about being a support system for the veteran community and a positive life. So that's it. That's me. I love all of you. <laughs> I answer every message. So if you have questions, message me.
0: All right. Cool, man. Uh, we appreciate you coming on.